This is the Your Sports Resource Podcast, where each week you'll learn actionable strategies that you can implement so the operations of your club support your coaching staff and the direction of your organization. We are committed to excellence in youth sports leadership. Let's get started. Okay, welcome everybody to the Your Sports Resource. We have Jack Roach and Matt Boss with us again today, and we're going to kind of wrap up our planning series. And I want to today really talk about or focus on coach development. I, um, in my experience, now I haven't worked with as many clubs as Jack has, but in my experience, I find that coach development really is a an afterthought. And they always relate it to budget. And that is the, because you're attending those outside opportunities for coach development. So there's a lot of areas where, you know, you can go and, you know, whether it's ASCA, USA Swimming or ISCA even, you know, to receive that professional development from, you know, um, people who have tremendous amount of experience so you can learn or your peers or that kind of a scenario. But what I'd like to focus on today is the area that I don't think enough um, coaches put in place. And that is the internal development, because a lot of clubs do have experiences in their coaches that they can pass along or opportunities of knowledge sharing as they um, have experiences. And how I, you know, I'm going to kick this off and then I'm going to hand it over, but I think, and how I can see this is a lot of times, you know, teams are meeting weekly, coaches are meeting weekly, but they're spending every single week talking about administrative items. And, you know, I feel like you don't need to talk about administrative stuff every week. There's email, there's making sure that you're organized to disseminate that information. And there's, there's accountability. Like if you're having to talk about a meet six times in a row, uh, to me, I feel like you're either disorganized and disseminating the information or you're not holding a people accountable to getting information back. Okay. Now that's a separate subject, but I feel like at least once a month, there should be an internal opportunity for training. And what, what, what do you guys, I'm going to toss it over to you guys. Uh, what do you feel like that looks like? That could be as simple as, I mean, we're in the age of, of a lot of information is easily accessible. So, I mean, that could even be once, once a month, like you said, this coach is going to research even this topic, they're going to come back present their research to us, we can have a discussion, right? It doesn't even have to be the head coach always going down and saying, okay, we're going to work on this, this, or this. I mean, there's so many ways. And we discussed that, you know, previously, as far as having the common language and stuff like, like that's one step of it, but maybe there's something that everybody's been talking about. And so it's, I'm going to assign this coach, this topic, and the next month, it's going to be another coach, another topic, come back and just have a discussion. I mean, there's so yeah. many ways you could do it. And it's simple now to find all that information. And we referred to, there's a lot of books out there, a lot of research. I mean, it's easy to start compiling that stuff and, and kind of see what's out there. Yeah. Jack, you have thoughts? You know, I, I, I guess that it, if, if I 
you almost have to find yourself in that situation. And don't be afraid to think out of the box. Like if if you look at, I, I do believe, I guess, based on the size of the staff matters. And based on if you have different locations, that really matters too. Yeah. But it, in most, in every case that I've been in where I've been a part of a team, it's always been of size where we had to meet every week. And what are you trying to get out of that week? Are you trying to, are you trying to just logistically get it together? And what does that look like? <laughs> are, are you trying to address a club challenge? What does that look like? Are you trying to help develop the coaching staff so that they can grow and move in the direction they want to move in? What does that look like? And, you know, I, I guess I could sit around and think about more options or more different uh, situations, but that's unique to the club. But I do think it's up to the head coach to back to the art of coaching again, to have a very uh, open view and be very curious as to how they can best support the staff and really every stakeholder on the team. And what does yeah. that look like? Like, it's very easy to sit down with your staff and go, one thing that everybody can do is call a coach, call, call, call a coach that you might respect and ask them questions and then come back to the meeting and give that uh, overview of the conversation you have to the other coaches. Absolutely. That's a great way to help coach development, but there are just so many ways. I mean, you, you've got ready-made PowerPoints of world-class coaches on the internet. Find those, go back and look at them, sit down with the staff and go through those with them. You might not even know what all of it means, but it opens up such great discussion. There, there's so many different ways to do what we're talking about and if you're if you really care, very few of them are bad ways. Yeah, I think that's key, and I think that's where planning comes down. Like I think a lot of times these meetings are they're 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 wong, <laughs> they're spur of the moment that you know they think about them five minutes before they're getting ready to sit down. And I think if you could actually just plan out some training for, I mean, it's 12 training sessions. If you're doing it just once a month, it's 12 mm -hmm. sessions. There's no reason why you can't plan it. And I think like just to even talk, talk about, you know, to relate to what you were saying, talk to um, another coach or even pull things off the internet. If you send somebody away to the world clinic that ASCA puts on, the requirement should be this this is one of the sessions that you need to attend and you're going to come back and you're going to train the other coaches on that, right? So it's not like, listen, I know everybody goes to these events to socialize and meet other coaches. They need to do that. They need to learn from each other and have those really good, fun, casual conversations. But because the club is funding it and paying for it, these, these coaches should also be able to take at least one of the sessions they attend and ensure that it's brought back to the organization to learn from. And then another area that I think that, you know, I don't know that that 
um, clubs really focus on is communications, right? A lot of coaches, especially your younger coaches, really haven't had enough experience in working with parents or handling, I don't want to say confrontation. Sometimes it's confrontation. Sometimes it's just difficulties, you know, speaking a common language with a swimmer or a parent. And I think having those type of training sessions of like, hey, this is the type of problem that I came across. This is how I handled it. It failed miserably. What have you guys done? Like those two on behavior and working on culture and relationships, those are also great lessons that it doesn't always have to be the technical side of swimming. It can be the art of swimming, like you say, Jack. And I think that's, I think that's, um, really important. And I really would love to see coaches making that development part of their focus. And again, I know a lot of times coaches say, well, we never have any money um, for the professional development. Well, that's only a piece of it. And I think that to your point, Jack, reaching out to other coaches usually doesn't cost money, right? It's just mm -hmm. going to events that cost money. So there's plenty of opportunities to incorporate development into your program. And bottom line, everybody wants to be of value and provide value. So every coach wants to be engaged and they want to know that they're going to learn and be able to continue providing value. And, uh, and the best way to do that, to keep your culture strong and your coaches with you, is to ensure that they're continually growing and learning and providing feedback and receiving feedback. Yeah, I have a couple of things I'd like to add. When yeah. you when you talked about, I think I lost my train of thought just a minute. <laughs> okay, when you when you talk about uh, meetings and how they can go, they can go off track. It, it's mm. really important that as the head coach, you, you have an agenda going into a meeting and you don't allow that meeting to go off of that agenda. So it so easily can, and you won't, you won't, you'll end up leaving frustrated and it won't, you won't accomplish what you tried to accomplish. And the, the other, the other thing that you brought up is it is, it is very intimidating as a young coach to be confronted by a parent that is twice your age, yeah, and, and and really life experience to more than you. That's very intimidating, and I think it's very important for a head coach to let a a lower level coach. Not, I hate that term. Sorry, a coach that's <laughs> young and new to swimming to let them know that it's okay to tell a parent I was wrong. It's okay to tell a parent. I'm going to have to get back with you on this. I'm a little yeah. confused. With I don't the know. I need to come back to you. With I'm confused yeah. with the conversation because, you know, the, the thing about coaching is you will be exposed wherever you are vulnerable. If you do it long enough, regardless of your age, you will be exposed. So if you aren't totally honest with confrontations that are challenging to you, it's just not a good look and it's okay to be wrong. Mm -hmm. And uh, the other thing is like, I, I've, I really was never good at tolerating coaches talking about how bad a parent was. There were very few exceptions to me 
not knowing that the parent is 50% of the equation that you're working with and you better treat it like that or else mm. that child's not going to reach their full potential anyway. And yeah. the, the other part of that is normally the mother is driving the decisions made, not the father. And you, you better be, you better have a clear understanding of that because that's where the majority of your communication is going to go. Right. That's great. All right. Any final, any final other final thoughts or comments? Yeah, I think Jack, I think that was fantastic to hear too, because the, you know, the parents, they're, they're, they're looking at their kid, right. And just want the best for their child. Right. right. And as a coach, you just want the best for that kid as far as progressing them through. So you kind of have that same goal. Ultimately, it's just trying to figure out that common ground of like, okay, how do we work together to get ultimately the child to where they want to go? Cause that's really what everybody wants to see. They just want to see the kids have fun, be successful. And, and it's not just working like right within the coaching staff. Like you've got to get the parents on board to be able to continue to push the kids through that way and continue that. They're going to enjoy it, have fun, come in and want to work hard. And, un, you know, so it is a, it's a tricky equation, but I do a hundred percent agree, you know, as member looking back when I'm younger, it's like, it is intimidating. Like you're like, uh, you know, now as being older and being, you know, being a parent, you kind of look at things through a different lens and it's, it's now good to go back and reflect as well. Um, you know, on what those situations may have been. It's, it's just the quickest so path to them learning. It's so Go important ahead. that you learn the learner and the learner is both the athlete mm -hmm. and the parent. Mm -hmm. Learn the learner and yep. know how they make decisions. Yep. It's so important. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I was just going to comment on that and the quickest path for a new, for a coach who's not been through this type of experience before is to learn from other people on how they handled it or how they would handle it. Or, you know, sometimes that's not always the best way either. So they may go, oh, okay, I'm not going to do that. But, you know, sure. whether it's a positive outcome or a negative outcome, it's always a learning experience if it's shared. And I just, I just kind of wanted to make sure that we had that conversation because professional development is also, it's not always technical. It's also, you know, the other side of the business, which is your communication and your relationships. So, all right. Well, thank you guys very much. Uh, I wanted to end this with just saying again, if anybody has any questions and, and you'd like some information, please write us at info at your sports Thanks everyone. <laughs>